Hello, and welcome to the Love Your Work Life podcast. I'm your host, Elisa Shuck. Whether you're going for that next promotion, looking for a job, or making a career pivot, I'll teach you how to navigate it all so you can have the career you want. Welcome to Love Your Work Life episode. What episode is this? Oh, it's episode 136. And the continuation of Leadership Month. Today's topic is going to be communication. It seems like a no brainer, I know. But this is an important topic because almost every challenge you encounter, almost every success you create boils down to communication. How well you are communicating, how well your team is communicating with each other, and communication gaps, miscommunications. These can cause problems that prevent you from excelling as a leader with your team and with the people above you. A really interesting example of this is a time when I was a volunteer leader reporting to a paid leader and sent an email describing some of my goals and the things I wanted to accomplish. I like to I like to get stuff done. What can I say? Oh my goodness, my friends. My email was totally misinterpreted. I'm not even sure why, as I think back on it, how it could have been misinterpreted. But this just is an example how sometimes even the best of intentions in your communications can be misunderstood, misconstrued. That's why it's such an important thing. It's important to pay attention to it. It's important to know when something should be communicated in an email and when something should be communicated in person. I think that's what it really boiled down to is my passion probably came off as forcefulness or trying to take over or who knows, who knows. I'm just one of those people. Sometimes I can come off a little more strongly than I realize. So that's why I want you to pay attention to communication and to use these three little tips I'm going to give you for communicating with your team and communicating with the people above you. The power of communication ensures you are heard, you are understood, you are empowered by your manager, and you are offering the same to your team. So you can see why this has explosive expanding power, and it can shut things down in a hurry. But the end result of great communication is you feel secure, you feel in control, you have influence. The relationship, the mutual benefit of great communication cannot be overstated. 
So let's start with your team. The three things that we're going to look at are building trust, sharing, and connecting. The best way to build trust with your team is actually to ask questions more than you're giving direction. And let's we're we're talking about all those individual interactions. Overall, of course, you're going to be sharing the vision, you're going to be guiding, you're going to be coaching, you're going to do all of these things. But at the beginning of some new initiative, at the beginning of some new message that you have to share through your communication, ask questions. Asking questions is giving people the opportunity to get their concerns out. It's their opportunity to get their ideas out. And just by being heard, just you listening is something that builds trust. As a middle manager, you're not always going to be able to do all of the things that they suggest. Sometimes it's not possible. You don't have the resources. It's not quite aligned with the company vision or the particular outcome. That's fine. As long as your people feel heard, they're going to go along with you. You can explain some of the reasons why we can't execute on that right now, but I love that you're thinking that way. When you say that, they're with you. Trust me, I've been in a lot of organizations. We had some awesome ideas that we couldn't execute. But as long as my team felt heard and like they had a say and I was listening, they were with me when I had to make the tough decisions. They will be with you too when you build trust through asking questions. The other thing that builds trust is delegating. And my friends, I know it's hard. (laughs) You like things done a certain way. You have a high standard of excellence. Delegating shows people you trust them. Delegating helps people stretch. If you have someone you want to delegate something to, and they're not quite at the level that you would like them to be or that you feel they need to be in order to execute, then this is your coaching opportunity. This is your opportunity to help them stretch and grow. Man, does that ever build trust? Does that ever show people that you're interested? This is one of the simplest ways to create a professional development kind of atmosphere without an investment, just delegating. And you've got to do it without micromanaging. How do you do that? Ask some more questions. Like, how often would you like me to check in on you regarding this new project? Why don't we meet a couple of times over the next couple of weeks just to make sure everything's going along great? I want you to feel supported with this new responsibility. That is a way to build trust. Asking questions so people feel heard and delegating without 
micromanaging. You don't need to have your hands on every little thing. And one of the most toxic behaviors that people don't like in the workplace is micromanaging. And what is the reason they don't like it? Because they don't feel trusted. All right, next, sharing. Sharing covers a lot of things. I just wrote an article on my uh, newsletter on LinkedIn. Go check it out. I, I talk about all kinds of things with regard to middle management in that newsletter. But the latest issue was all about job performance evaluations, a big piece of communication, right? This is when you are sharing your feedback about their job performance. People like to know where they stand all the time, though. So when you take your opportunities to share, then you're giving them the feedback that'll help them continually improve throughout the weeks, throughout the months, throughout the years, so that, again, you're having that mutually beneficial relationship inside the workplace. When they do great, it reflects on you. When you do share on a regular basis, though, make sure that you are connecting it to relevant team and company success, helping them see how their contributions are affecting the forward movement of the team, the progress of the company, the solutions that you're providing to your clients and customers. Everybody wants to be part of something bigger than themselves. Work is a place where we can offer that to our team members. How awesome is it that they feel like they're part of something that's making a difference? Companies exist to solve problems for people, big groups of people and companies and individuals. So when you give your team members the opportunity to see how the work they do affects that solution offering ecosystem, I don't even know if that's the right way to say it, but I think you get where I'm headed with this. Share, sharing feedback, sharing metrics. It's so important. There are so many roles that are tied to metrics. It doesn't matter if you are in manufacturing, if you're in marketing, anytime there's a metric you can share, especially if it is tied to job performance and that piece of it is tied to how the company is doing, share it. I love the idea of kind of those walk and talk things. And I realize we live in a virtual and hybrid world, but you can do some of those coffee chats or virtual coffee walk and talks where you just share some numbers. Hey, this is how we're doing. One of my favorite things back when I worked at Nordstrom was recognition meetings. When you walk in and you're hearing the loud music and everybody's having coffee and they're chatting ahead of time. And then you start sharing the numbers for the previous month, where people were excelling, giving rewards, 
acknowledging successes, those things matter. So I don't care if it's how many days we've been injury free in the facility, because that's a metric that matters, then share it. Did you get more product shipped? Or did you achieve a target in some way? Share that information. Metrics matter and tie those into the team success, because that's going to help your team start to collaborate more often. That's going to help your team bond as a group and walk through walls for you. It just works. And the last little pillar, if you will, of communication is connect. When you communicate with your team members individually and as a group, make sure that you are connecting to the big picture and the purpose. It could be macro, the big picture and purpose of the company, and it could be that middle ground, that micro, what is the big picture of the project that you're all working on? What is the purpose of the project that you're working on? These are ways that will help them feel, again, part of all of that. Always, always, always tie in to how it makes a difference. Nobody wants to be in a vacuum. They don't. They're not just a cog in a, in a wheel. They are part of something that is moving solutions out into the world. People want to know their contribution matters. And don't depend on your team members to connect the dots. That can be a trap that you fall into as a middle manager. Certainly they understand what their job means to the company. Don't depend on them to figure that out. Everybody's working hard. Everybody's doing their thing. They also don't have access to the same information you have access to. So help them see how their work product connects to the big picture and paint that picture for them. And when I say paint that picture for them, what I'm talking about is paint it backwards, like, hey, here's how we made a big difference and paint it forwards. Give them the vision of what's possible. That is how you achieve goals. When you give them the vision of what's possible and they get a picture of that on the inside, they will execute on the outside and make it a reality. Change and goal achievement starts on the inside. That's probably a whole nother podcast episode. All right. But think about it. It's actually true and it works when you paint that picture for them. All right. Now, how do you communicate with your manager? Well, these three pillars are still in play. Trust, share, connect. When I was in retail, when there was a tough day, 
we got a call. This was retail. And in retail, my friends, you are looking at your results hour by hour. We had a little chart. We used to do a check on our sales revenue every hour and write it in against what we did that hour the previous year. Talk about tracking. So you can imagine kind of the atmosphere. If you didn't make your day, the next day we were getting a call. And I look back at this and I I just, this person taught me so much. But there was some difficult conversations. There was some yelling happening. Because the pressure not only was on us, but the pressure was also on my manager. So here's what I did. I started putting these three things into play, trust, share, and connect. I figured out what was important to my manager. Numbers were extremely important. Game plan was extremely important. Paying attention to the bigger impact that our day was having to the to the month because we were going to get measured on the month overall is where the where the big you know conversations happened by paying attention to what was important to her and by using these three pillars building trust sharing and connecting i did not get those calls anymore because i shared before she even called me I called her. Hey, I know we didn't make our day yesterday, but here's my plan. And here's how how it's going to look for the week. Here's how it's going to look for the month. This is such an easy way for you to take some of the pressure off yourself. And why didn't she call me anymore? Because we now had a relationship of understanding. And she knew I was on it. That's what trust sharing and connecting does for you paying attention to what's important to them so that you can have proactive communication and with that showcase your commitment to the things they are committed to to the things they need to have they get measured on proactive communication is also good for you Because when you're not putting them in the position of having to chase you down, you are in control. It feels out of control when they have to chase you down and you just feel that pressure. When you communicate proactively, you are in control, my friend. That is a wonderful, wonderful feeling to have. With the pillar of connect, when you connect with them, you are showing your commitment. That's how they know. You can be working hard and producing and getting all the things done. Yes, your work product shows your commitment, but your communication shows your commitment. They feel better about letting you do your thing and listening to what you have to say. The more you build trust with your manager by paying attention to what's important to them, by sharing proactively on those things and on the things that matter to you, it all comes together to 
connect you and them to the big picture in a way that leverages commitment. And when they know you're committed, suddenly you have influence. I think that's what all middle managers really want. You want the same thing your team wants. You want to feel heard. You want to have some influence and some say. As a middle manager, it's your responsibility to take charge of that for yourself. In that middle ground between your team and your manager, you can have better communication. And the dividends of that, the ROI of that is incredible. So try these three things, building trust, sharing, and connecting both sides of your world and see the difference that it makes. All right, my friends, I'll talk to you again soon.